Welcome to Death by a Thousand Lyrics, the podcast. We're Amy and Kylie, and we want to say thank you for being here with us. We know how many things are available for you to do. You have lots of options, and you decided to spend your time with us. And And that that is is such a beautiful thing. thing. Thank you so much. Welcome back. Um, We have a slight change of plans for about 21 episodes. Um, We decided that we're over debut. No, I'm just kidding. Um... There's a little more relevant topic in the Swifty world that does not include Taylor Swift's first album. Um, very much does include Taylor Swift's tenth album. Yeah. Um, so we are switching over to Midnight's. Yeah, so we're just going to put a little bit of a hold on uh, debut right now. Well, we will revisit it and we'll do everything chronologically again after we do Midnight's, but we just like really want to talk about Midnight's right now, so... Got Midnight's on the brain. Literally. We, like, we need to talk about everything that we figured out and all of the songs and just, like, the new stuff that Taylor gave us. So we're just going to put hold, like we said, on debut for 21 tracks. <laughs> so welcome to Midnight's Mayhem with Amy and Kylie. Yes. Um, this is our first episode, so I guess it's actually going to be 22 episodes Oh yeah, that we this is our album on it for. This is our album breakdown episode. Yeah, so we're gonna talk about the album, which there shouldn't be too much to talk about, like in comparison to the other albums, because it hasn't had time to win awards yet or anything. Oh, but has so, it broken records? Yeah, so we're not gonna be able to like <laughs> records are really all we have to talk about because the, mm-hmm. all it's done is break records. Yeah, so I guess so. we can just jump right into it. This is Taylor's, like you said, this is her tenth studio album. She announced this at the end of August when she won the VMA for the best, uh, for the video of the year for All Too Well short film. Also, she announced it in the dead yeah. middle, in between mine and Amy's birthdays. Yeah, like like literally to the day yeah. middle. She's like, happy birthday, Amy and Kylie. Yeah. Here's that was album. insane. <laughs> it was actually, it was pretty sick. Yeah. I have a horror story about that night. Because I went out, I was just like enjoying my day. My phone died. My phone was dead for several hours. And Amy's texting me, calling me, where are you? The VMAs are on. And I was like, oh my god. I got home, charged my phone. I think we watched, like, the last quarter of it before Taylor announced it. And I cried. If I'm being honest, I did not think Taylor was even going to show up to the VMAs. Like, we had this conversation a few days before. And I, I was like, I don't think she's going to I said... Let's have a watch party for the VMAs because she's nominated for so much. And Amy went, I mean, we could, but I don't think she's going to show up. And uh, <laughs> we spent the entire night on FaceTime. So I guess that's definitely my fault <laughs> there. But um, yeah, so obviously it was released on twenty October 21st at midnight. Mm-hmm. So the regular version includes 13 tracks. Her special chaotic surprise was a 3 a.m. version, which included seven more tracks. So 20 tracks. And then the CD, um, the Target target exclusive CD has one extra song. So there's 21 tracks in total. So when she first announced this album, she said on her Instagram that this album is going to be like, you and I have talked about the story. Yeah, it was like um, 13 sleepless nights throughout her life that have kept her up. So I thought that this was going to be a completely vaulted album, like all of it. Then these were just going to be tracks that like she had, they were all vaulted that she wrote them for the albums, but then they all kind of fit the same theme. So she's like, I can't just, like, throw them as, like, a fourth from the mm-hmm. vault. So she gave them their own album. That's not what it is. I thought that for the first, like, maybe little bit. Yeah. But then the more that was coming out about it, I was like, I don't 
think so. Like, I think that I always, did always think that they were obviously inspired by, like, her mm-hmm. whole life. But they are obviously, like, all really new songs. And I think the main factor in that is that she talks about Joe in nearly every song. Almost yeah. every one of them. Almost all of them, yeah. Yeah, so I think there she has now since explained that it's, like, while she was re-recording her albums, she was revisiting yeah. these ideas, and then it inspired her to write new songs. But they're all songs written in the last, like, one I think years. the only song that re- is really prevalent and really applies to that theme is Would've, Could've, Should've. Yeah, but there's because a few others that I think so, too. But not none as strong as Would've, Could've, Should've. No. She might as well have name-dropped him. <laughs> she did. Yeah. Long time so we ago. Dear John. But she brought it back. So, um, we also, like, Kylie and I had an album release party for this, mm-hmm. for this album, and it, like, it was so much fun. We had a bunch of people over. We recreated her VMAs after party dress, but we also did something, um, like, we talked about what we thought our favorite song was going to be, and then what our actual favorite song was going to be. So, what did you think your favorite song was going to be? I thought mine was going to be Karma, because yeah. to my core, I'm a reputation girl. Yeah, me so. too. I thought it was going to be Karma, and then once Vigilante shit was actually what I thought Karma was going to be, that was, is still, that's the only song that hasn't changed in my rankings, and it's still my favorite song. Spoiler alert. I thought, I thought my favorite song was going to be Sweet Nothing, because I thought it was going to be like the Call It What You Want type vibes, because I'm also Reputation, like, you and I both, Reputation's our favorite album, so I thought Sweet Nothing, it, um, Sweet Nothing was, I don't know what I expected, but it wasn't that... (laughs) Yeah, I think it's just a little too slow. I love Sweet Nothing. I wish there was more production, is what I wish. Yeah. Yeah, so now we can get into our album rankings, I guess. Oh yeah, I guess you don't want to spoil yours. No, I don't. I certainly did. So we can start at the bottom and work our way up. Okay. So 21, what do you have? It it feels like a crime to have anything at the bottom. This whole, Um, just ranking Midnight's period feels like a crime. But my 21 is bigger than the whole sky. Okay, my 21 is Labyrinth. Labyrinth has really grown on me, to be honest with you. Don't, it's still, it's still low, but it, it has certainly grown on me. Okay. Because I don't like the beginning of Labyrinth, but then once she gets into the, the oh, end, like the last 30 I'm seconds, fine. I think, are the ones that I like when the production I'm picks up. I'm obsessed with it. Yeah. Like, I love the meaning behind it where it's like, uh-oh, oh, oh, I feel like yeah. she's like, uh-oh, I'm scared and I'm falling in love. Well, yeah, we'll get into that when we break down that song, but. <clears throat> so what's your number 20 then? This one, nobody's going to like it, everybody's going to hate it, is Snow on the Beach. Okay. <laughs> no, I can't okay. say anything because Snow on the Beach is pretty low for me too. Um, but my 20 is bigger than the whole sky. And I wish I could rank it higher, but I I can't. Like, the only thing that I can relate to when it comes to this song is the loss of my cat. No, so I think Bigger Than the Whole Sky is also ranked so low because I just can't listen to it. Because when I think of Kai, I literally, it mm-hmm. breaks my heart, so I can't listen to it. For me, I don't think it's that I think Snow on the Beach is is a bad song, because I don't. I genuinely still love it. None of these are bad songs. It just actually disappointed me, and I hate to say that, too, but I was so excited for, like, a true Lana Del Rey collab, and I thought that Taylor was over her whole collabing with female artists just to have them sing background vocals, which evidently is not the case. I thought that was the case. Because, you know what my favorite song, part of the song is? When Lana Del Rey sings the... Are we falling like... And then the production hits. Yeah. That's my... That's, that part alone could move the song up, 
But it's, it's just, just like five seconds. And it was like very anticlimactic for me yeah. to have this song. Yeah, no, I, I was definitely expecting a lot more than what we got for that. It's still a good song. Still like it, but. It's very Lana. Yeah. Like you can tell that she was definitely, definitely had a hand in writing it. And the production too. I just wish that there was more of Lana actually singing the song. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, moving on. What is your number 19? This is where I have Labyrinth. This is where I have sweet nothing. <laughs> she said reverse started from the bottom, now we're here. Yeah, no, it's just like, I can't relate to this song, I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't have anybody in my life that is that for me. I've never had somebody in my life that is that for me. So maybe okay, my number 18 is Glitch. What's yours? <laughs> dear Reader. I can't even say anything because Dear Reader's a two <laughs> for me. Okay, so Glitch. <laughs> yeah, I just don't love Glitch very much. <clears throat> I love Glitch. Um... 17. Mine is Snow on the Beach. Mine is Sweet Nothing. Okay, so, so far we're kind of, like, the same. Um, my, what's, my, so my number 16 is Dear Reader. Mine is Mastermind. <gasps> Kylie, oh! Okay. <laughs> that just, like, painfully. Well, I love it, but I love the other ones more. Yeah. I literally, I tried oh, to keep, okay. I tried to keep Mastermind high, and I literally couldn't. I just found myself, I kept moving it down because there was, it was just like a this or that situation. My number 15 is, um, Midnight Rain. That is a crime and I'm calling the police. (laughs) Tears in my eyes, literally. What's your number 15? Hits different. (gasps) Oh, okay. This is now where we're getting into, like, clearly differences in opinion. Oh my god, okay. Oh, you're gonna hate me for this one. 14. What's yours? Oh, Maroon. I'm waiting for you to stab me in the back. Vigilante <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's just, I thought it would be, like, it is, it makes me feel like a bad bitch, but I, I'm not a bass person. Like, I don't like songs oh, with, like, see, so I do. much yeah. bass. It's because it hurts your ears. Yeah, and vigilante shit is just, me, like. I like to feel that throughout, like, literally, literally rattle my bones. I just, yeah. I, Please. I, it hurts. Um, okay, 13. I have high infidelity. Oh. I know it's. I know it hurt. It hurt me to put it there, but there's better songs. I have Paris at thirteen, because <laughs> I I love Paris, but I feel like if if any of these songs, I'm gonna not be able to listen to it anymore. It's gonna be Paris, I think. Okay, so that's me with Glitch. Like you know how most people are with me. Like yeah, me is a good song, but I can't listen to it anymore. Yeah, I think that might happen to me with Paris. So I'm okay. like I'm pacing myself with it. Truly, okay, you got fair. <laughs> um, what do you have for twelve? The Great War. I have Lavender Haze. That is just, sorry, painful that you put The Great War at number 12. Um, yeah, so I have Lavender Haze. Like, Lavender Haze is a good song, but... I have Lavender Haze at 11, so... Perfect. I have Karma at 11. Yeah, this is where you're really gonna not like me anymore. That's okay. Me neither. Um, what are we at? 10? Yeah. Antihero. 10 is Antihero? Yeah. Okay, um, for 10 I have Paris. (laughs) Um, and then at nine, I have You're On Your Own Kid. I truly, I like You're On Your Own Kid better than Antihero, but I like the more poppy, fun songs mm-hmm. than the sad songs, and that's just how I am Yeah. with Taylor's music. It's just the way you connect for to the For the most part, too. yeah. Um, for number nine, I have Bejeweled. I had that way higher on my ranking, but then last minute I switched it, so I <laughs> might switch it again, but yeah, it's at nine. Um, eight is where I have Glitch. Eight is where I have The Great War. I love that song so much. Um, what do you have for seven? Bejeweled. Hits different. 
I love that song. I think my thing with um, Hits Different and It's because I I can only listen to it in my car. Yeah, I'm kind of glad she didn't put it on streaming services. So I just don't listen to it that much. Oh, I listen to it every time I get in my car. Well, because I always forget that it's at the end. Yeah. So I just, like, start listening to the album. And then I'm Never like, get to And it then as soon as I get to it, I'm like, oh, shit. This is your thing. There she is. Um, what do you have for number six? Question. Oh, me too. I love questions. So that I. one really grew on me. What's your number five? Young, young kid. Mine is would have, could have, should have. Number four. High infidelity. Maroon. Um, three. I have mastermind. Karma. Two. Midnight rain. Antihero. One. Vigilante shit. Would have, could have, should have. <laughs> yeah, would have, could have, should have. It's so funny. Like I used to. I used to struggle so much with, with when somebody asked me, like, what's your favorite Taylor Swift song? I'd be like, oh my god, I have no idea. And, like, I would really flip-flop between a bunch of songs. Now, hands down, without a doubt, 100% would have, could have, should have. Also, I like to put parentheses beside my one and two. Those swap. Oh my god, I can't express the feeling of Midnight Rain. I, it's literally modern day sparks, sparks fly. I can't express how much that means to me. <laughs> What's your three then? You said, or you one and two swip? Swatch? They can, yeah. Vigilante swip, swatch. <laughs> Vigilante shit and Midnight Rain can definitely. Okay. Yeah. All of them could. I know. Like this, I'm going to Except feel, for my I'm going to listen, three. when we release this um, episode, I'm going to hear and be like, no, I don't agree with you anymore. Yeah. Myself. I won't agree with myself. Yeah. But like, especially because Midnight's is so new that we're still like, it's been 10 days since it came out. I know. We're still, like, learning what we love and what we don't love. Like, Bejeweled, I love Bejeweled, but I stuck it at number nine. Why? I don't know. I kind of regret that right now. <laughs> well, that's, like, I looked, and I kind of did this, not, like, frantically, but I definitely wish I would have done it in a different way, mm-hmm. because my last-minute switch was literally what have could have, should have been glitch, because I looked at it, and I was like, that is fucking wrong. <laughs> that is wrong. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and now we can kind of get into, um... The records that this... Oh, I have one big record, and I want to hit it off the top. Okay, we're going to get into the records that Midnight's has broken. Go. Taylor Swift is the first woman to have 11... I'm going to cry. <laughs> 11 albums debut at number one. Wow. Wow. Uh, Taylor, I'm just listing... And her being the first one means she's also the only one. She... Yes. Writing down all of these records, like, all of these, um, It's literally insane! That she broke. There's, first of all, she broke 73 records. With 73! The release, with the release. 74. To- no, 74 today, because as of oh, a few yeah. hours ago, she became the first Billboard, ar- first ever artist to simultaneously occupy every single spot in the top 10 of the Billboard Hot 100. That is, I have shivers in my entire body right now, and I've never been more proud to be a Swifty. Like, Ever. <laughs> me trying to say that I'm speechless. <laughs> like, like, she she just, like, and what, what kind of blows me away is, like, she was on Jimmy Fallon, and she says, like, we're considered geriatric pop stars, which means old. And she says... You know who's a geriatric pop star, Shania Twain? Pipe down, Taylor. You're 30. 32. But then, then she goes into saying, like, like what kind of similar to what she said in Miss Americana with, like, the elephant um, graveyard that just basically shove you out into a graveyard. So they try to put you out to pasture at 25 years old. I'm just happy to be here. Yeah. Taylor, you're still going to be here for a you're really, not, really you're long not, time. She's not just happy, like, or she shouldn't be just happy to be here because she's the reason so many other people are here. Yeah. Um, so. My other record that I wanted to talk about was that it sold 1.57 million units in the first week. 
But if you take one plus five plus seven, it was made for Taylor because it was 13. it's 13. No, no way. <laughs> wow. Taylor, I love that for you. Um, so it debuted at number one in 14 different countries, including Canada. I saw, like, the chart that I saw was that it was everywhere except for Japan. Nice. Where it was 18 on Billboard and 45 on Oricon, whatever that is. Wow. So then, again, going along again, she broke the all-time record for most single-day streams for an artist catalog in Spotify history with 228 million streams. The last person to do that was Drake um, for his album Certified Loverboy. Holy shit, Taylor. Um, And she broke her own record that she said that she made with folklore. She broke three of her own Spotify records in the Guinness World Records, and it was most streamed album on Spotify in 24 hours, most first day streams on Spotify, and most streams... Yeah. Oh, most streamed act on Spotify in 24 hours. Yeah. Midnight's has now surpassed a billion global streams in under one week, so that's a new career high, and I think that's a new record. Um, It also broke the record for biggest vinyl sales for any album in a modern era. Which, that was her, she she had that uh, record before with Red. I was going to assume that it was yeah. Red, yeah. Um, so Midnight's surpassed 1989 as the biggest U.S. album debut in her career. She so. is also, she being Taylor, Midnight's, whatever, is certified gold in New Zealand and the U.K., and it is also eligible to be certified gold in the United States. Let's get into Canada statistics. I don't care about the other countries because we're <laughs> in Canada. Canada, to add on to that, Midnight's was certified gold in pre-orders and physical before ship or before release. This album went gold in Canada before it even fucking came out because of how much we paid and how much we bought it. Yeah. That, like, shivers everywhere. So she, in, also in Canada, had the all-time record for most streams on for any album in 24 hours on Spotify, all-time record for most streams for any single in 24 hours for Antihero, and then all-time record for most streams for any, for any single in a week for Antihero. Um, she was on pace to debut... 1 through 13, like number, like the spot number 1 through 13 singles on official Canadian consumption charts. And Antihero was certified gold in five days in Canada. We love you. Please give us more than one tour date. Midnight came out 10 days ago. It's already this year's top selling album. It's October. And it's also already nominated for album of the year. Yeah. It's been out for 10 days. And this happened. Pardon? Where is that? People's Choice. People's Choice. yeah. Yeah, People's Choice. That happened, like, what were you saying? Five days after? I probably. Or less, even. Yeah, I, I, you know what? I don't know, but I remember going to vote and being like, how is this already here? Yeah, same. I'm like, I, It might have been, like, two or three. Yeah, I voted for it. Duh. Immediately. <laughs> yeah. But, like, just this whole entire thing, just record after record after record, and she will continue to break those records again. Yeah. Like, Midnight's has only been out for ten days. And we, like, we still have and Grammy like, nominations. when you think about it, so Midnight's brought in even more Swifties, as every Taylor Swift album does. Yeah. Brought in more Swifties, and now the next re-record is going to hit off Midnight's record, because she's already brought in so many more people. Yeah. And, like... It'll break the, the record she already set. And it'll just keep doing it, that. Taylor there Swift's- is absolutely no stopping this woman. Taylor Swift is Taylor Swift's only competition. Yes! At this point. Like... I think there's only one record that she needs to break, and it's, like, a Beatles record or something like that for, like, the most weeks at number one. And I'm pretty sure that she's close. But nobody's ever done what she did today, which was all ten spots occupied in the Billboard Hot 100. Nobody's ever done that, ever, in history. Yeah. No one. Um, But I just, I have this horrible, not a horrible feeling, I'm so scared for when she actually does release her tour and, like, announce her tour, 
because I don't think it's going to be anything like we expect it to be. Like, I don't think it's just going to be a regular stadium tour. No, I don't think so either. But I think that she's going to follow Harry Styles' suit and do residencies. Yeah, you were saying that. And do like a... Because that opens up the door for her to be put on a crazy production, which Harry Styles did not capitalize on his... um, What did I just call them? Residencies? Yeah. Because Taylor's going to have floating things. She's going to have like seven stages. Harry Styles had one stage in the middle of the arena. Yeah. And I think Taylor is going to take that idea and make it a billion times better because that's yeah. just the kind of performer she is. She is she is a performer. She like, she's a songwriter at mediocrity for this tour. She is a songwriter not saying Harry Styles is mediocre. No, but she's no, a, sorry. She's yeah. a songwriter to her core, but she's also the one of the best performers this like deck this century has ever seen. Like, she had, for rep, she had a floating stage so that she could see everybody and, like, go above everybody and then walked back down through the crowd so that she, like, and then she has her B stage that's so close to everybody so everyone has a good view of the arena. She gives In everyone, 1989, she had a, a levitating runway. Literally. So that she could literally, it was basically, the, the stage basically brought her up to the lower bowl mm-hmm. so that the lower bowl could see what the... Or, or, yeah, it brought her the to, upper like, bowl. Nose, sorry, nosebleed. brought her up to the upper bowl so that the upper bowl could see what the lower bowl was seeing the whole night. Yeah, like it, like just absolutely. She never fails to amaze me and clearly her fans. Like she just always does everything she can to make sure that they're getting the absolute best experience that they could always be getting. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not ready for this tour to be announced. My bank account's not ready. I'm not, not mentally prepared. Not I did find 20 bucks on the ground, though, for Halloween, so I put that in my Taylor Swift fund <laughs> immediately. I was drunk, and I was in bed, and I, like, whipped it out of my shirt, and I gave it to Avery. I said, can you put this in my jar, please? <laughs> my Taylor Swift fund jar? That has $22 in it. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> it's cash only, so I just, every time I get cash, I throw in there, but I have not been getting cash. <laughs> Do you think you'll um, sell tickets for like $11 maybe? Airfare for another 10 Yeah. <laughs> can, can we get a package deal? <laughs> Please, if we buy two, will we get a 50%? Buy one, get one free! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I was gonna, oh, well, I one think, more thing to add. I think it might be recency bias, but um, Midnight's has now taken Reputation's place in my heart. So, anyway, that's saying a lot, because Reputation holds both of our hearts. Like, it, like, has us in a chokehold. So, like, I'm in my Reputation era right now, but now I'm in my Midnight's era. I don't, I, and, like, I might go back on that statement. I think that Midnight's is definitely a strong two, but I simply don't think anything could ever take Reputation away from me. (laughs) And when Reputation version comes out, I'm sorry, but Midnight's is going to be dead to me. Yeah, which I think, (laughs) I think that's why I said it, I think it's recency bias, because it only came out... 10 days ago, and it's all we've been listening to, but yeah. So I guess we'll see. Check back in a year. <laughs> we'll see. It's still our favorite. Maybe, maybe we'll be done debut by then. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> okay, um, so we'll see you next time then. Toodaloo. Bye. <laughs>